Welcome to the Revolutionary Stewardship Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Shears, a pastor, certified kingdom advisor, certified stewardship instructor, and an investment advisor representative. We will be discussing topics such as biblically responsible investing, estate planning, and wealth transfer that will benefit you as an obedient steward. Christianity is revolutionary. Shouldn't your stewardship be as well? This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. One of the biggest financial issues we face in our lives is the issue of health insurance. Now, health insurance right now is a political issue because we have a, a, a national election coming up, and it's always a hot topic. But health insurance is one of those things that, that can financially save you or can financially devastate you if you don't have it. Now, when we're talking about health insurance, many people have health insurance through their employer. You know, that's that's considered group health insurance. Most times, the the employer is at, has some type of, of skin in the game. They have they're making contributions to your your health insurance, which reduces your premiums. Okay. I have seen some really, really good group health plans, and I've seen some that are just uh, adequate. That just kind of uh, of are an option um, that's been made available, and the premiums are really not that low, and the deductibles are really high. But it's an option through the group health plan. Many times, a group health uh, group health plan through your employer may also include uh, group life insurance, maybe fifteen or twenty or twenty five thousand dollars. You know, these group health plans, in a nutshell, I would consider a, a, a very viable option. But today's topic is really kind of focused on those people who are self-employed, those people that are, are buying insurance or health insurance on their own. Because they feel the pain that I'm about to talk about. Now, November 1st through December 15th of, of this year, 2020, is open enrollment for the healthcare.gov uh, options. And each state has their own plans. People refer to this as Obamacare. So depending on what state you're in, there are different options available. Um, in, in the state that I reside in, Indiana, there are two. Two options on, on healthcare.gov. Now, I've, I've depending on what political side you're on, people may talk good about it, may, people may talk bad about it. I'm just going to talk about the facts. Okay, so on on healthcare.gov, if 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 you are self-employed and you've ever signed up, you know that they ask financial questions, and they ask financial questions on healthcare.gov because you may re- receive a subsidy to reduce the cost of your healthcare premiums. That's a that's a a positive, right? That is a a positive option for people who who have a a, a lower income or maybe a larger household size. So based on your household size and your income, you, re- you may receive a subsidy. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in something here so that I don't forget it. If your income is not correctly stated, all right? So let's say uh, when you sign up November 1st for uh, healthcare.gov plan, a plan, and you say, my, my income is going to be $40,000 uh, for 2021. Because if you sign up November 1st through December 15th, you're signing up for a 2021 plan starting January 1st. Uh, and, you, and I'm just using an example here. My, my income is going to be $40,000 and I have a household size of uh, uh, four. If you 
low shot your income. You may get a pretty nasty surprise the following year. You may have to pay your back premiums because the <clears throat> that subsidy reduced that subsidy reduced your your premium for your health insurance. And if you undershot how much you actually made, you may owe the government money. I've seen it happen. Uh, and, and and it catches people by surprise. And they're like, and they're not happy with it. I, I don't personally like that issue with the healthcare.gov uh, website. I understand it, that people may, may fib. But there are some unintentional consequences to maybe a bonus uh, maybe you, you had overtime that you worked because I'm, I'm telling you just a few thousand dollars difference in your income can, can throw off the subsidy substantially. Uh, you know, your, your premium may be $300 a month and based on your income, it may, uh, should have been 400, uh, at the end of the year, you owe the government 1200 bucks, right? Because they, there's, there's, there's a disparity in the amount of in, the annual income for your household that you, you stated, I don't like that, all right? But I understand it. I understand it. So you have to understand that, for example, a group health care plan has nothing to do with your income. You know, it may it may say, uh, you know, for a family of four, your in your your insurance premium is you know one two three. You understand it's it doesn't change. Healthcare.gov is based on your income. Now, if your income is over the subsidy levels. That doesn't apply to you. So let's say, uh, as maybe you're a farmer, uh, maybe you're you're self-employed truck driver, you know, making eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, you probably aren't aren't going to get a subsidy to begin with, so you don't have to worry about that. I, that that warning label was for those people that are receiving a subsidy for their healthcare.gov plans. Now. The other issues that I have with healthcare.gov, and, and please understand, each state is different. I could personally relate to the plans here in Indiana, but they're really not different uh, uh, across the United States. So they, they have the same issues. One is this. The, the <clears throat> number of doctors that actually accept these healthcare.gov plans is 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 not great. Now you may be fortunate and that your personal physician may accept one of those healthcare.gov plans. That's wonderful. But I can tell you from experience that not all do, especially uh, when we're talking about uh, specialists like dermatologists, uh, um, maybe gynecologists, uh, specialization the person you may have been going to for the last 15 or 20 years and that you're comfortable with may not be on, may not accept that healthcare.gov insurance. And, and what you do, let me make a recommendation to you, depending on what state you're in, search for your position or physicians before you buy the plan, right? Because one, one plan may be accepted by your physician. Another plan may not. You can search for that uh, on on the healthcare.gov. It'll it'll show you. When in doubt, call your physician, especially uh, a specialist, and say, "Hey, I'm considering buying this particular plan. Do you accept it?" That you need to research that before you actually buy the plan. 
All right, I'm, I'm just I'm telling you, uh, especially if uh, you utilize that physician um, frequently. So you know, maybe an endocrinologist that you you visit, uh, maybe you, you're a long-term diabetic patient, and you see a specialist. Make sure that physician accepts the plan before you buy it. And unfortunately, it is it, here in Indiana. A lot of these plan or these plans are not widely accepted. Some you know, general physicians normally take it, but when you when you're talking about specialists, I just I just see a, a lack of of participation by specialists. They just don't like dealing with it, I, I, and I'm not sure why. Okay, so we're still telling we're still talking about healthcare.gov plans uh, based on on what states that you live in. Um, <clears throat> that's one issue. The second issue I have is is the um, many times the to keep the the cost of the plan within reason. You 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 are accepting a very high deductible. All right, dollars $10,000 deductibles. And that's, that's very difficult for many families, right? Uh, but it's, it's kind of standard. If you, take a, if, you, if you purchase a plan that has a lower deductible, then you've got an issue with higher premiums. So the lower the deductible, the higher the insurance premiums. Okay. Other things that you need to look at there is what it costs for you to visit your doctor. It may be twenty bucks, thirty bucks, forty bucks, right? You need to look at generic, generic and name brand prescriptions. What your cost is for those particular things? There, each plan is different. You need to research it, right? You need to research. And then I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, this, this, this is probably in, in my opinion, one of the most important things. You got to make sure that your physician is on the plan. You don't want to be out here changing doctors. Now, you remember back when they said. You know, you don't have to change your doctors for Obamacare. Well, that 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 was an outright lie. That 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 was just. I mean, there was zero truth to that statement made by President uh, President Obama. Zero truth. If you like your doctor, keep your doctor. That that was a lie, <laughs> uh, and I hate to say that, but it was because it, I, I'm. I, I I just let me explain. My my youngest son has a, a very uh, um, big issue. Well, he has a skin issue, okay? And he had a, a, a physician that has been treating him, uh, a specialist, um, for several years. And when we had to go on uh, a healthcare.gov plan, guess what? Didn't ex- that, that physician was not on that plan. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, I just heard the President of the United States just said, <laughs> um, if you like your doctor, keep your doctor. Well, that, that no, I couldn't keep the doctor. I actually changed the plan um, because of that. I, uh, it, it, it was such a big issue for us that, that we just couldn't do it. Uh, we couldn't use the healthcare.gov. I actually went to work for another employer because of the health insurance. Uh, you know, and his medication, one medication he's on is twenty-two or twenty-two thousand dollars a month um, without insurance. So you understand this is a this is a bit was a big financial topic uh, in our family. So with that being said, um, you know, I, I am I don't sell health insurance. Okay, I, you know I'm a financial planner, but I don't sell health health insurance. But I am very well versed in the conversation. 
uh, and most of it's from a personal issue because I've actually used these healthcare.gov plans. Um, and and I want to give you another option here in just a minute. So we're talking about healthcare.gov. Here's the here's the key feature. If you need if you have a need for uh, health insurance, you're self-employed. Um, or you, you don't have a group health plan, people, November 1st through December 15th. Keep that date. Keep those dates because you, you have to enroll during those periods uh, without a special uh, exception. You know, if you lost your job in June, you can buy it in June, for example. That, that, that's There are different special exceptions. So let me tell you what, what I have done or what we have done as a family <clears throat> because I don't like healthcare.gov plans. I, I just don't like them. Um but I have kept my son on a particular plan because of the the cost of that the the medication that he uses. So we had to find a specific plan that actually covered that. But for my wife and I, we have and I researched this in detail are using one of the cost share Christian plans. Now I'm going to preface this and tell you I am not sponsored by or financially uh, endorsed by any of these plans that I'm going to talk. I'm just going to talk about two today, but I'm not financially endorsed by either one. I have uh, there's no no reason for me to to say these are the best. I'm not going to say they're the best. I'm just going to give you some education in the process. So a Christian healthcare plan is not health insurance. All right, I'm going to say that first. It is not health insurance. What it is is a pool of believers that pay each other's bills. That's the best way I could describe it. So what are the advantages of a Christian cost share plan? Number one, the, the, the actual cost. Historically, they are considerably cheaper. Okay. Now my sister turned me on to this conversation a few years ago. She uses Christian healthcare ministries. She said, and she was single at the time. She said, Jay, uh, she said, I pay $150 um, a month for Christian healthcare ministry. She said, um, you know, she said, <clears throat> when I go to the doctor, there's like a $300 deductible uh, or $500. Uh, and she said, I pay that. Uh, and then Christian healthcare ministries picks it up after that. Now, I want you to understand, don't take everything I say as, as the gospel uh, research uh, these plans yourself. The advantage of $150 a month. Um, now, my sister self-employed or was self-employed, um, and her income was higher, so she didn't. You know, if she went to the healthcare.gov, her premiums were ex- exceptionally high, and because of, she was she's uh, older than I am, um, but. She had nothing but good things to say about uh, Christian Healthcare Ministries, but Christian Healthcare Ministries, and you have to have is you have to work with a visual on this. Okay, so let's say you have a hundred thousand people that are, are members of a Christian uh, cost share program, and each one each person pays in a, a monthly amount. Well, what happens is when someone actually needs healthcare, they make a claim. And based on uh, that being approved, money comes out of that pool of money and pays the claim. It works. It's just like health insurance, but it's not health insurance. But that money pays the claim for that particular person. Now, not everyone 
not everyone needs a, a claim paid monthly. So the, the, the pile of money based on, on actuarial type of, of, of planning normally doesn't, you know, shouldn't be depleted ever. There should always be money in there to pay claims. And because it's considered like private pay, you get reduced uh, or negotiated prices through the healthcare provider, right? You understand that doctors and hospitals charge insurance companies a whole lot more money than if you just paid cash. You understand that, right? There is a just a massive difference. It's 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 ginormous difference between private pay and insurance pay and, and what's being paid. So when you're part of one of these Christian cost share programs, it's considered private pay, and and that is normally negotiated with, between the cost share program and the the doctors. Um, now there are a number of cost share programs out there. Some of them you have to be a, a, a involved in the claims filing process. Others you don't. Okay, so you've got to research that. Uh, but my sister to this day still has nothing but good things to say about Christian healthcare ministries. Now I'm going to give you a little bit more specifics about the one that I actually uh, am involved with. I'm involved with MediShare. It's probably the biggest Christian healthcare plan available. Okay, several hundred thousand people uh, involved. Uh, the premiums are treated differently. So Christian Healthcare Ministries, I think, is $150 per unit with a maximum of, of uh, I think, $450 per household. Uh, MediShare is a little different. You actually get to pick a deductible. Okay. You pick a deductible. And then based on your family size, age, it, it, it's, it, it really reminds me much more uh, like traditional health insurance. Okay. MediShare actually has a, a like a, a network, just like a PPO, um, that that accepts MediShare, right? Um, my wife just uh, seen an endocrinologist. They the the hospital uh, you know accepted MediShare. Uh, I didn't have to do any special claims filing. I just gave them my MediShare card. They filed the claim. Uh, you know, I pay my deductible. Uh, I'm telling you what, it's slick, it's smooth, um, and I the biggest I, I guess the biggest attraction for me for the Medicare plan is this. Can you imagine several hundred thousand people praying for you? So if you've got an issue, uh, for example, I mean, Medicare knows when you make a claim. So let's say you had a claim uh, for. Um, you know, a, a disease, a, a cancer. People within MediShare uh, have access to those people that are in need of prayer. What It is a group of believers that are all contributing to this pool of money to be used for other believers. I, I, people, I'm telling you, I believe in prayer. I, I really do. And, um, you know, I get notices when, when people, uh, within the plan, uh, have something going on. You know, we get, you get emails, you, you get, there's uh, the things on the website that you have access. It doesn't, listen, it's not 
there's not a privacy issue. I mean, you, it doesn't say what's what's wrong, um, or, your, or your full information. So I mean, don't don't worry about that. But it could you know, it could be like J you know S period um, you know is a need of prayer for for you know a certain thing. Um, I, I really like that idea. Uh, I like the idea of a group of believers being equally yoked to take care of other believers. Right now, we are called to take care of the needy, the poor, the widows, the orphans, the sick. The people, the reality is, I, I like the idea of other believers and myself joining together uh, to provide health insurance for ourselves. I compared Christian Healthcare Ministries and MediShare, and I chose MediShare. And I, the, the reason I chose MediShare is because of the network. That, that's, I'm telling you, that, is, that, that was kind of the, the determining factor for me. That that I could show the doctor my card, and they file the claim. That that's why I chose them. I personally chose a ten thousand dollar deductible. The reason I chose a ten thousand dollar deductible is because it kept my monthly insurance premiums lower. So my wife and I, I, I am fifty three years of age. My wife is forty eight. Our monthly premiums, I think, are three hundred and fifty six dollars. All right, $356. Now, a major difference between a traditional healthcare plan and a cost share plan is these cost share plans don't normally pay for prescriptions. In certain situations, it will. But for your, your daily, you know, high blood pressure, uh, cholesterol, those kind of things, it's not paying. But... I want to tell you something else uh, that's really slick <laughs> and, and it's actually cheaper than what I was paying through traditional health. Good RX G O O D R X. You could get online, type in your, your prescription. Okay. Your, your dose, uh, and it'll print a coupon that you could take to Walmart or Walgreens or CVS or Costco or whatever. At a, at a, greatly reduced price. So a combination of using a, a MediShare plan, okay, I, I'm not kidding you here. I, I saved $750, no, I'm, uh, that's not true, $650 a month in premiums. I was paying $1,000 on my group health care up until June of this year. And I, and I just, I, I completely went independent uh, uh, divested myself of, of any kind of group insurance um, because I, I, I believe that that our faith is instrumental. I wanted to be involved with other believers in a healthcare plan, and, and that's what we did. Uh, but going from $1,000 a month to $350 a month uh, was a, a pretty significant thing. Um, so that $650 a month that I'm saving is going to a pool, all right? I set it aside for a pool for my annual deductible. Now, you may or may not ever need it, right? So you're saving money there. But a $650 a month difference, now that's me specifically. Yours may be different. Yours may be different. But there are representatives that, for example, MediShare, that you could talk to about your specific situation. Yes, uh, you will be accepted based on uh, you have to uh, sign a statement of faith. You know that that 
um, you're a believer, I can tell you this, that if you have an issue with a sinful activity and then you apply, make a claim, it probably won't be paid. Let me, let me give you an example. Uh, if you were in a drunk driving accident, probably not going to pay. Probably not going to pay. Uh, if you overdosed on heroin, probably not going to pay. All right? Uh, you have to lead or attempt to lead a sin-free life. Um, uh, listen, we're, we're all sinners. I mean, let's, let's, let's not get into any kind of bickering there. We're all sinners. But I... You know, there's a pretty big difference between sinning uh, and unlawful activities. So let, let's do that. Let's let's just classify that as unlawful. If you are involved in an unlawful act and you are injured and make a claim, it's probably not going to be paid. I think I, I think I need to position it better, saying unlawful. Uh, the fact that it's unlawful and sinful, it just is, I guess, coincidence. So. Let me recap before I get too long on this particular show. Cost share programs aren't for everybody. Okay? They're, they're not. They don't cover all pre-existing conditions. You've got to be careful there. Alright? If you've got a pre-existing condition that's probably going to cost you money, then I would say then I would stay with traditional healthcare plan. But if you could go, if you're, you know, on the plan for uh, it, it, there's nothing wrong with you now. And six months later, uh, you, you, you know, you, uh, God forbid you got cancer. It, it, it's going to pay. All right. It, it, I don't want to speak for them, but I want you to be clear. If you have cancer now, you, you don't want to switch to MediShare because they're not going to, they're not going to cover uh, that treatment. It's not going to happen. You need to stay on traditional healthcare. But for those people that are just on, on, um, for example, daily medications for, cholesterol, uh, high blood pressure, those kind of things. You may get put onto a higher cost plan um, depending on what the issue is. If you have high cholesterol, uh, it may, there's a, a, with MediShare in particular, I think it's an extra $99 a month because you are at a higher risk uh, for heart disease, that kind of thing. The reality is you need to do your own research, all right? Just don't take whatever Jay Sure said today and then go out and buy a plan. I do not, please do not do that. Um, you know, if you if you research it and have questions, listen, I am well-versed in what's going on here. So if you want to shoot me an email or whatever, I'll be happy to, to, to try to, you know, help you in, in that particular situation uh, to give you an idea. But I, I really just want, for those people who are self-employed, and who are believers. I just wanted to make you aware that you don't have to go on a healthcare.gov Obamacare plan. <coughs> that there are options out there that that may save you money on your monthly premium. That allows your faith to be instrumental in your healing and, and to be supportive of other believers. That that um, that you're not locked into traditional uh, health insurance, um, which, like I said, I understand because I've, I've lived it. Uh, the, the Obamacare plans, I was on a couple of them uh, over the last 15 or 20 years, well, 10 years. Um, so, research it, all right? But you need to research pretty quick because if you if you have an, a, a need for... Uh, 
your own health insurance plan, you've got to make a decision between November 1st and December 15th if you're going to use a, a healthcare.gov plan, Obamacare plan. During that time, research a cost share plan. I gave you two. There are more out there. All right. I personally use MediShare. Uh, but call call the plans. They've got representatives that will talk to you. Uh, and just ask them your questions. You know, I've got this issue. Will will I be covered there? Um, you know, it's not based on your income. It's it's based on your your uh, family size and possibly pre existing conditions. But that's it. And then you choose a deductible. That that's on on MediShare. So I hope this information helped you today. I know I got a little lengthy with this this uh, particular show. But you and I both know that it's a big topic. It really is. Um, so I'll, I'll stop it there. I, I'll, if I could possibly help you, uh, shoot an email to me. Um, you can find my contact information at kingdomplanadvisory.com. Kingdomplanadvisory.com. Uh, while you're on there, sign up for the newsletter. Check out the blogs. You can find uh, access to, to recent podcasts. But my contact information is there. Um, email, uh, uh, office number. And I w- if I can help you with a, a, your decision making, I will, I will gladly do that. Um, <clears throat> once again, I don't sell health insurance. So if you call me, I'm not going to sell you health insurance. Uh, th- th- that's not happening. Uh, but I can give you some advice just based on personal experience and the fact that I've been a financial planner for 25 years. So uh, God bless you. I, I, I hope that, that uh, this show helped. I, many people aren't aware of the cost share programs uh, available to believers, um, but I am in one, and I, I I haven't had an issue yet. I actually enjoy it. So God bless. If you need help, ask. I'll be happy to help you. Thank you for listening to Revolutionary Stewardship. I encourage you to visit KingdomPlanAdvisory.com to read our latest articles and sign up for our monthly newsletter. If you would like to arrange a free stewardship consultation, please schedule on our website, or you may call 888 888- Securities offered through Vanderbilt Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and registered with MSRB. Advisory services offered through Vanderbilt Advisory Services. God bless.